Dimitri, thank you so much. Brock, thank you so much. Helen, thank you so much. Bill, thank you for knowing such talented people. That's wonderful. Veterans Day weekend, and we wanted to begin with the video. Thank you very, very much. We 
have another quick video for the veterans, for all of us, that is segueing to our sermon. And I doubt our veterans would agree with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. Under attack. 
And while we were gathered here talking about that, 26-year-old Devin Patrick Kelly walked in the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, Texas. Until 26 and injured 20. Christianity under attack. As soon as it was over, and if you looked at anything on social media, the blame game began. <clears throat> Among those blamed, I was not surprised when I saw people blaming God for what happened last Sunday. And maybe you saw it too. Let's talk about that today. Let's pray together. Father, perhaps we take gathering in your house for granted. I know there's several churches in the Texas area or maybe all over that maybe have a different perspective today. Together we will pray for our friends in Sutherland Springs, Texas. Today we'll pray for their families and for the ministries that will continue there and hopefully grow and flourish. Father, we live in a world that doesn't understand you. And Father, together we gather to thank you and to praise you for your goodness to us. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Since the beginning of time, the blame game has been alive and well. You don't have to go far in Scripture to find it. Adam was given one rule in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. The Lord took God, the Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall die. One rule, that is it. You know what happened. We go to verse 18. After the command, God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I'll make him a helper as his partner. And so Eve was created. And as you know, the robe was broken. We get to chapter 3, verse 6 about that. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. So after the event, after the sin, God confronts Adam. That's his verse 8. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They're ashamed of what they've done. So they're hiding from God. And God asked Adam a question that, of course, God already knew the answer to. Adam, have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And here's Adam's answer, verse 12. The man said, The woman whom you gave to me to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree and I ate. 
mankind's not very old at this point. Not a lot of history, and the blame game has already begun. It is established. And it's interesting what Adam does here. The woman. He probably pointed. That one. There's only one. That one did it. And then he said, he reminded God, the one that you gave to me. You're the one. Don't blame me. You're the one that put the woman here. If you hadn't done that, I wouldn't be in this mess right now. It's what he did. God created a world, a beautiful world. Created a little rule. It was broken. And then God gets blamed for the creation of woman and the rule. I've heard it often and probably you have too. God blamed for things through the course of history. Years ago, a young man died in a single car accident driving erratically because he was drunk. He died as a result of the wreck. And his father came to me and said, David, how could God do this? God didn't do it. I was so shocked by the question. It wasn't God's fault. But God was blamed. I've said it times because I'm the youngest of five, the little brother, that sometimes God is at times treated as a little brother of the universe. All of the blame and none of the credit. And that's very often how this world treats God. He's so often blamed when things go wrong and people can be so slow to thank Him when things go right. Back to Texas. Those who blame God say things like, where was God? Why didn't God stop this? And they say, they say foolish things that 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 describes. The God of this age, the little g, you notice that? The devil. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. That explains it, doesn't it? If Christ is in your life, you look at all sorts of things in one way. But if Christ is not your Lord and your mind is not enlightened, well, then you're blinded. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. So you cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. It is interesting to me that those who blame God don't look at the shooter. And what can we learn about the shooter? He was an atheist. He did not believe in God. He had no room for God. And he hated Christians. As I said, his actions 
point to the need of God, not the absence of God. Do you agree? It points to the need of God. We live in a world that needs God. <clears throat> Joe and Clarice Holcomb lost nine family members in the shooting last Sunday. They lost their son and his wife, four grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. Can you imagine? Joe, a Christian, said this. He said, we're strong. We'll be with our son Brian and his wife and the whole family one of these days, and we look forward to that. Joe's eyes on heaven. He's thinking eternally. About the shooter, Joe said, I don't hold any resentment to him. I wish he hadn't done it. But all I can say is that he's going to be rewarded for what he did, and he's not going to like his reward. I don't hate him by any means. I just feel sorry for him. Joe was now talking about the consequences of heaven and hell. And then after losing nine family members, Mr. Holcomb said this. God doesn't want us to understand Him. He wants us to trust Him. And I think I tell everyone that. We don't understand how God works, but we trust everything He does. I'm sure that you have been impacted by the news as quickly as you heard it. And been processing what to do how to be. So what do we do? Hundreds of miles away from Sutherland Springs, Texas. We pray for revival in this world. That should be part of our daily prayer. To pray, to pray that people will come to Christ and this foolishness would stop. You need to pray for your church. I bet you prayed more for safety of your church this morning than you have before, didn't you? And I would encourage you to do that. We have a safety team. If you would like to join with that safety team, you can see me after church. But we want to pray first and foremost for our safety. In your life, don't play the blame game. We live in a world that does not want to confront personal sin. But it must be confronted. And I'm the only one that can do it with my life. And you are the only one that can do it with yours. Give God credit. When you see what happened last week. Have you wondered how many times you have been safe as you've gone into a house of worship? How many weeks? And how many months? And how many years? And what gets the attention what happens in the bad. But we should praise God every day for the good and His watch care over us. So the next couple of minutes, I want you to pray for First Baptist Church of Sandy Springs that we would be a lighthouse in a dark world. And let's pray for those in Texas who were in harm's way last week. A lot of funerals will be coming up. They've already begun some. A lot of mission opportunities, a lot of ministry, a lot of giving, a lot of crime. Let's pray for them too. So in the next couple of minutes, just silently, 
You pray as God directs you for that situation.